Welcome to the afternoon nap. Welcome. Hey, Alex, you know what we're doing this week? What are we doing this week, Fred? We're doing the bear. Come on. Didn't you do notes? I do the notes around here, buddy. Let's go. Bear coming up next. We do two episodes a week. This episode, in-depth review and analysis of some of the biggest shows in the world. All right, Fred, the bear. Let's just start with the elevator pitch for those of you who have not seen it. If you need a little reason to get into this. This show is Carmen, played by Lip from Shameless. He's back in Chicago. If you guys don't know, if you haven't seen Shameless, you, you probably don't know who this guy is, to be honest with you. Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. But he's Carmen. He worked for some of the best restaurants in the world, and now he's back. He's inherited his brother's old failing sandwich shop, and he's going to run it. That That's the pitch. That's, that's great. That's what it is in a well, nutshell. One of the things I do really like about the show is they're like, he's burned out. They're never like, you know, there's the one thing that like made him like leave working at one of the greatest restaurants in the world. It's just like, you know, he's burned out. His brother died. And he's like, ah, shit, I guess I'm going to go work at his place now. I mean, I mean, this is kind of why I like I see this as a movie more than any other prestige TV show. It, I mean, it has a movie premise. Yeah. I feel like more, you know, it's it's very cut to the throat. We get it right there. His brother died. He inherited a sandwich shop. He's working there. In the very first scene, he's working. Well, it, it takes the movie approach to it because normally if this was a real like show, they would take a lot of time slowly giving us the whole backstory where it was like him working at that other restaurant. Yeah. And, and here, they do the most masterful thing, which is they just, at the very beginning of the second episode, they show you what it was like him working at the restaurant in literally a minute. And then they counteract that with the current restaurant he's working in right now. And you know everything you need to know. Yeah, I mean, classic TV pilots are you would show why it's bad for him being in there. His brother would die. And the huge lead up is leading to him taking over the restaurant. And we get that in the very – after the teaser, we get that. He's in the restaurant. He's running it. What's also really good here is, you know, the, one of the hardest episodes in any show to make is the second episode. You know, first episode is proof of concept second episode is like they don't like oh, your pilot by the way you're not you're not oh uh, you know how many pilots get made that just that's don't. what i'm saying if you make a pilot it's going to be good but the second episode is tough yeah well also you can get like a good director to do your pilot but like he leaves like he casted the show he helped get it all started There's more money in the pilots usually as well oh yeah you'll get like double your budget on triple a even a game of thrones refilmed their freaking pilot after they spent 10 million on a pilot they were like oh shit this is not good let's go throw another 10 million at this thing just to go make it work and look how that paid off it paid off massive but then you got like david fincher who had an hbo pilot they were like you know i think we're already working on another music show so we don't need to do it and then they cancel that other music show they're like we don't even it doesn't matter how many pilots can be, but look at uh, Winning Time. That first episode is immaculate. I know I like it a lot more than you, but that second episode is a completely different show. And even they got Jonah Hill for it as well, to direct it. And like, it's not that it's bad directed, it's that you're just like, wait, what is the show I'm watching now? Right, so I guess first episode is proof of concept, and second episode is really taking us into what the rest of the show well, is Well, also, be about. typically, in our, in our era of prestige TV, it's a little bit less this, but it used to be, you know, now we got to do the first episode over again. Right, because we have to be what's leading our characters forward for the rest of the show. Rather than what's our concept, what's our plot well, going to well, be for well, the rest. Well, also, what is the show going to look like yeah. on an episode-by-episode episode basis? A lot of times, like, a show will be, like, they'll have the, the great director in for the first step, but it's like, you know, 
I can't do that. Like other random directors, they just bring in every episode. Can't just do that. Right. So let's look at what the bear's going to be episode to episode. If you're going to watch it, it's authentic. Real word kitchen looks and culture. What's great about working in the kitchen, I think, as opposed for like filming wise, is that each job has its own color, has its own sound, which makes cooking like the perfect thing for filming. Well, also, you know, unlike any other job on the planet, everybody has experience with cooking. Everybody can whether can, you suck at it, whether you're great yeah, at it. You have a level, also like everybody eats food. We all have a level of understanding of just what it's like to be in a kitchen, what it's like to have good food. Like you know what I mean? Like if I'm in there, First like on what it takes to make that. Yeah. Oh, it's like you know we all think like oh you know just cook me something to eat, and then we actually get in the kitchen. We're like oh shit, this is gonna take. Like, a creating flavors is fucking tough. I mean, what's great each person in this show has their own job with their own task which makes it so cool to film all these different moving pieces mm -hmm. each thing has its own sound you're cooking you're fumbling you're blanching each thing different sound my, my, different my, yeah, one, my one thing i would counteract with that the one what's thing up? that annoys me is i don't ever get to really see them cook or something all the way through that's my one thing i i really wanted in the show because you know in chef they're like, you know, we're gonna sh we're gonna see you cook this this thing from from completely from start to end. It's great with him uh, when the first time they get the truck and you see them you see them making like the the poblanos, yeah, the poblanos. They're like, oh, this is great! I get to see it all the way from start to finish. Here, you're they're my bad. They're not poblanos. They're cubanos. Yeah, my yeah, bad. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're cubanos. The sandwiches. Yeah. They're, <laughs> they're, just, they're just Cubans. They're just Cubans. Yeah, the cubanos are the names of the sandwiches. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, no, what I what my second point was gonna be as opposed to the actual cooking and why the shot looking the shot making is so cool and you can keep it keep your audience really interested because it's fast paced movement. What is it, right? We have an emotional story here that kind of transcends the kitchen a little bit. And yes. that's what makes the, that's what makes this show, you know, what we're going to talk about where we rank it this this year, but that's what puts it so high in the ranking. We have like three actors just killing it on the screen, three leads. And on top of that, the supporting cast, everybody. There's in the second episode, there's uh the health inspector comes in for like 5 minutes, not even 5 minutes. And is, sh and is shooting straight up fire. I was like, when's this health inspector coming back? It's Great five character. minutes. You understand the the restaurant's relationship to the previous uh, instructor, the relationship to health in general, right? How bad they've been. And this is all done in a five-minute span. What, these are eight episodes, 30 minutes each? Yeah. And what? They do so much in four hours. The shows can't do in 10 hours. Yeah. And they just, they just give me such a center for tone setting, really in the way of a movie. You know, I'm like, I'm literally just experiencing this tone for the four hour experience. Right. People may ask, do I need to, do I need to like cooking, Fred? Do I need no. to, do I need to care about what a chef is like? Do I need any prior knowledge to go into this? What do you think? You said prior knowledge was maybe more of a must than I said. What do you, what did you say before? Well, no. So I think they treat the audience as these people that you you know what it's like to have food. So let's look at the female the female character who's our uh I'm trying to find her on the IMDb. Because she's not on the uh, IMDb. Oh, she's here. No, she's Sydney. It's Ao Edebiri. Yeah, Ao Edebiri. No, she is. She's just lower down. Yeah, it was weird because she is the the second or third lead of yeah, the show. Yeah, the way I the way IMDb does it. She's this actress that's been up and coming for a while. She took over for uh, as the black chick on uh, Big Mouth. 
Because you remember there was that right, whole... Right, she took over from... Jenny Slate. Uh, yeah, There's that Slate. whole thing like... Mabel. Oh, Mabel's character. Yeah, yeah. Why, why, is a, why is a white person doing a black voice, so... But isn't she... Isn't well, the whole she, thing... is she half... She's half Jewish. And, she, and uh, Jenny Slate's Jewish, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why they were like... So also, they're like, Jenny Slate's funny, so like this should be okay. Also, it, it's she not, was so, also, she's supposed to be like a nerdy kid, I so. know. It's not like the Hank Azaria situation, where even if you do see a problem with that, Hank Azaria's playing Apu... Like, but it's not even that. She's half white. Like, yeah, biracial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, she's supposed to be biracial. But they were just like, we don't have a lot of black people in the cast. So it was no, just, I, also, I, Jenny Slate was just like, it's just not worth it. Just cast somebody else. I did not see a problem with the, with the, with them actually doing it. Right? Jenny Slate's not losing any jobs because of this. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, uh, how do you say her name? A.O. Edabiri. A.O. Edabiri. She's so good in the show. But really interestingly, so she's the, the newcomer into this environment in the show. But she's not some new chef. That, you know, it's her first time in a kitchen. She's an experienced person, which they do that when they want us to be experienced. Look at... Um, You're saying she's not she's not your typical POV character. Well, yeah. So, so like, look at a show that's coming back in this summer. Uh, we have Industry. In Industry, she hasn't done this before. She's never... She's a newbie. She's a newbie. Internship. Which, and, be, and because they want us as the audience to learn through her, like, the lingo and all that. In this show, The Bear, they're like... You know what it's like to be in a kitchen. This is somebody who's experienced being in a kitchen. She you, went to CIA. She ran her own high-quality catering company like, already. And, and because of that, they're like, you as an audience member, no, you know what all this cooking lingo is. Even if you think you don't, you really do. And if you don't know what the term blanching is, it's just a fancy word for something to do in that, the kitchen. And that's it. And, and like that's the approach the show goes. And then you'll have, you know what I mean? They're just like, it's just another Chicago restaurant. You've been, you've been into one. You've been into a million. You know what it's like in here. This uh, Chicago beef land is actually based off the the same uh, restaurant in the north side of Chicago. Yeah, that actually that same neighborhood has been really gentrified, which has led people to be like, "Oh, why make that?" But it's actually based well, off a real so, restaurant. So this does get into another question because we're still having spoiler-free conversation. You know about the, what is the show really saying about gentrification? I think it does it, diversity and gentrification better than any other TV it, show. It does, but also I I like they really note on this one thing, which is like they're like, "Yeah, I love the I like the the original guys. They're cool guys, but what do they do? They buy half a sandwich." And a cup of water and they shit on everybody else in there. Like, it's a great thing. The show's like, we're here to serve the people that are paying the money. Yeah. Which is like, it's a great, and like, and like the show's not saying gentrification's good, gentrification's bad. It's just saying like, you it's know. It's a reality. It's a reality. And also, who's spending money on my food? Also, if we're going to have a restaurant, the goal should be profits. Richie, the whole show is saying, we need to get profits. So you don't, you don't care about money. At the same time, he... He's stuck in this idea where Michael, their brother who led, who gave the restaurant to, to Carmen, the main character, he never made any money for the restaurant, right? Oh. There's no money ever made. So Carmen's idea is let's actually infuse something that'll actually make us some cash. And that's his whole goal of getting in here. He's one of the best chefs in the world. He's going to infuse some of his talents that he's learned over the years. He's the, at 21, he was on the cover of Food and Wine, baby. <laughs> yeah, 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 his best new chef. But what I do love is the whole, you know, you're a great chef. You're just a terrible person. I love see, that. I don't see that. Listen, no, no, I, I actually don't think he is a terrible person. I just think he's just in like a really bad spot of his life right now. No, I mean the whole thing is both Sydney and uh, Carmen have been in you know the big chef world where they treat you like shit, and their whole idea is we're going to do it differently here. But in the end of the day, they become those same people. Yeah. Right. They they become the the people they hate. Uh, 
who is it? Um, Jeff Winger. Who plays Jeff Winger? What's the, what's the actor's name? Joel McHale. Joel McHale plays uh, his boss in the very beginning of episode two, which you should definitely check out. And he's maybe the biggest asshole I've ever seen on screen. Yeah. Is there a big asshole on screen you've ever seen? In just like in 30 seconds, he is absolutely the biggest dick of all time. And I I really want people to know this. Like, you can listen to this conversation other than I think a little bit at the end. This is pretty spoiler free. Knowing that Joel McHale is in there for two seconds is not going to ruin your experience. This show, it's very hard. There, uh, there will be one. There will be one. No, 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 no. One there, guest that there, will. There, yeah. there is. Uh, there are some great guest stars, and we're gonna we're gonna tell you when it's spoiler free and when it's not spoiler free anymore. But like everything we're saying, it's not like there's not big chess pieces being done. You're not like oh, there is know. conclusion elements. We're obviously no, no, not no. Talk about yeah, like that. especially closer to the end, you you don't realize you've been going on a on a complete journey. But it's not really till the end that you really figure that out. Because episode by episode, especially, I think, in those first, like, four No, you five, can tell by episodes six and seven, like, no, oh, we're, we're heading towards the yeah, bottom. Yeah, but I'm talking about episodes one, four, one through five. Like, yeah, one just, through five. You're just on a journey with this show. Episodes six through eight really try to sum it up. You're like, can they pull off something that doesn't even seem possible? And then, like, and also, the way the show just sums itself up in its, like, last few minutes. You're just like, oh, wait. This show just somehow in its last few minutes just elevate to this like movie, this so movie the ending. Conclusion, the conclusion I saw of this show, like the very last shot scene, is better than any movie ending I've seen this whole year. Yeah. and, and uh, j- j- Just about. You think Everything Everywhere better? No, like just the last shot of Everything Everywhere. What is it? I don't even remember. The last shot of everything everywhere is her just sitting there listening to all the different dimensions. Right, which is right, like, right. That took it's a me. very good ending. That's a very good ending. And then she gets that one second of clarity. I, be, I also love the Batman ending when he's riding away after... after. You, you, you know my take on the Batman is I think the Batman should have ended with, with him. With his face all like dirty and, you know... And, the, and saving the kid. No, no, I think it's better that he... Yeah, whatever. We, we talked Batman and what our differences are with that one, but... Uh, let's go a little what, bit. What about the Top Gun Maverick ending? Like the actual last act of Top Gun tops anything I think. Yeah, year. but it's not. But it's just him, you know, looking at the, which is at, really at, good. At the, at the it actually is pretty badass. You know, it's like I got like a I got like an eighth of a tear at that moment. Other than like the Lady Gaga sign. No, no, this this good. show ending gave me full tear, full tear, full. I didn't get a tear for me, and I know it's really hard to get a tear from you. Though. Full tear. This show. Right. I was like, because you kept typing this ending to me, and I was like, oh wait. Because you don't realize it until uh, they play that they play that Counting well, Crows song. I, I, should we just get into it? No, like... no, 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 not yet. Not FX yet. plus Hulu has perfected the thirty minute drama. Ooh, format. you want to talk about the yeah, FX yeah? Because this is a big contention. We love talking about this. Let's just run through like five, five and a half shows that are all thirty minute to forty five minute dramas, comedies at the same time, and they're all some of the best in the game. We have Rami. Yeah, so only half of these are Hulu shows. Half of these are FX shows yeah, let's that talk, let's air talk about on Hulu. This, right, so FX and Hulu are very connected. All of FX's stuff is on Hulu, but not all of Hulu's well, stuff is Let, let me just take a second. Explain. You, you explain it. So FX is a subdivision of Fox. You know, Disney bought Fox. And with them buying um, Fox, they also bought a controlling share of Hulu. They already had a share of Hulu. Now they have the controlling share. Which is why you'll see shows like Hit Monkey, which is a Marvel production. So, so right Hulu. now with a lot of their shows, they decide should they go on Disney Plus or should they go on Hulu? That's what they do right now. There's a belief that right now they have the bundle where you can get FX, Hulu, you can get Hulu 
ESPN and Disney Plus. Yeah. I, if I'm them one day, next 10 years, I want to get this all on a single platform. Pretty much create cable again. Yeah. Well, that's, I think we're going to get, you know, because uh, Apple TV is uh, really turned into we're cable. We're not getting cable. I mean, just based off such a huge draw to cable is uh, network news and sports. Both, well, sports is just deal differently today, and there's no network news anymore that gets money. Yeah, but they talk about how, you know, sports is moving to streaming. And... Sports is moving to streaming is what I'm saying. So, yeah, so yeah, it's, yeah. it's just very yeah. different. So, no, I know there's been a big talk, like, you know, if, if the, uh, it's really the NFL and if basketball ever moves to... Like, to, like if they move to because NFL is is parceled out. Yeah, it's the thing. And you know, the if, NBA if, if has, they ex, if they make some exclusive deals, no. which they probably won't. From everything I heard, financially, there's just it too make much sense. money going around for them to do that. Yeah, yeah. Like oh, is Apple TV offering them like Godfather level money? Like I doubt it. No, no. But let's talk. But let's talk about some of these shows. So F. So because of this FX on Hulu, all these FX shows are now Hulu shows that air on FX. They were making a big. They used to make a big deal. They were like FX. On Hulu. Now they're just like, eh, they're just, it's just FX is on Hulu, but we're not going to, we don't have to make it all this time And by the way, you it. shouldn't care about this. It's not going to change. You it. really shouldn't. It's purely a. It's, it's cool to us because FX has, I mean, Hulu has finally created kind of a, a niche for them to sit their hats. Well, and they've been around since Netflix times. They've been around for that long, actually. Well, oh, actually, you should care minorly because you know, the more the people know that FX is the main is the more. Is a name and a thing. Our dog is throwing up right yeah, now. Yeah, literally right in front of the pod right now. She's throwing it onto the floor, though. Good dog. Yeah, good dog not throwing up on my bed. Like, that was great, though, God. honestly. Did you see that? She never throws up on the bed. All right, but in general, they've uh, Hulu has created kind of a niche for itself, working within these... Oh, I I'm more to saying, you know, if you know that FX is doing it, yeah. and, like, people as, as a whole are like, oh, FX. Yeah, that... that 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 boosts because then FX can still do things independently. Because what's great here is we have two different networks. It's Hulu's making their stuff independently, and FX is making their stuff independently, which allow which allows allows for more content. Yeah, less difference content. of content. Exactly. Right, we get more. But but Hulu has like really just made a name for themselves with these with these shows like Rami, Dave, now the Bear, Only Murders in the Building, Reservation Dogs. What we do in the shadows. shadows. These 30-minute programming, which we thought was going to be gone forever, has finally started coming back. Real drama, real comedy. They've um they've stolen the half an hour slot. Is there more is there a funnier show than any of the shows I just named right now? What what's a funnier show? Like at times succession can be, but it's not marketed. No, as a no, 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 no. Nothing. There's not a single comedy I can think of right now on HBO. Maybe maybe somebody will like name something. No, no, no. Netflix. Is there any no? It's the theme in the HBO. HBO used to be the king. Ted Lasso is the only show that could be right here. It could yeah, be there. Ted Lasso is the only other name I could think of. Not there's really not like a thirty minute comedy. No, it's just there's Ted Lasso. No like great NBC like there's no like oh well, no there's one what uh but it actually does go on, it actually airs on Hulu because it's on ABC what uh Abbott Elementary Abbott Elementary is the is the is a huge show this year I'd say top but 10 that for a lot of airs people. on Hulu most people watch that show on Hulu it's because crazy because Hulu has created that niche for themselves yeah because I forgot to mention on top of all this they're getting ABC content and at the same time they're also making shows like normal they're also collecting shows like normal people they're creating like a lot of bingeable shows the old man right now the old man which is a huge show awesome they have shows like Atlanta as well like the, yeah uber popular Atlanta came out the show also on Hulu Hulu, uh, Hulu's doing great, and FX's rollout is coming out in the second half of the year, so it's going to be great. They had that Billy Bob Thornton show, right? 
No, that's, Apple that's TV. That is Paramount Plus. Right, because that's have, Landman. Right, that's uh, Billy Bob Thornton is pretty much uh, an oil, Dan, an, or, an oil baron in Texas. He's Danny Day Lewis, and there'll be blood. That's yeah, but it's much, just, but I think it's like today though. Oh, it's modern day. It's modern day. So he's playing his character it from Entourage. Be, it might be 80. Is he playing his character from Entourage? Yes. Okay, that's what I want to think. If you know the Entourage movie, Billy Bob Thornton's playing the same character. Let's get back to the bear. Or maybe he's just playing Sling Blade. He's not playing Sling Blade. <laughs> he's definitely not playing Sling Blade. Watch how he just comes in. We're just like, wait, this is a Sling Blade turned into an oil baron? Let's just get like Top Gun, but let's get uh, let's get Forrest Gump in there instead. Like, Let's, <laughs> let's just do something like that. Let's get back to the bear. I had a big question of Freddie before before he started watching the show because I had already pretty much done with the show by the time he started. I was like, Freddie, what is the bear? Right in the very first shot. Oh we, yeah, we get Carmi looking at some cage. We're like, what the fuck's in this? It's obviously gonna be a bear. And a bear growls, and he just wakes up, and he's in the middle of the kitchen, and they're working at the the, the line cook shift, right? So what is the bear? What's the purpose of this? What do you think it is? Well, so first of all, you don't realize this is the last episode. At least I didn't. That his last name is Barizano. He is the bear, right? But what what does the what's the purpose of the bear? So I I you've been asking me this. I've been waiting to hear what you think. I don't know. Do you have any answer? Like I, 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 you know, I think it has something to do with the ending. Are we getting into spoiler talk? With yeah, we can the... get into some spoiler talk here. We're uh, we're twenty minutes in. We can get into some spoiler talk. All right. So, like in that in that ending, you know, I, it's like you know he's unleashing himself through this new restaurant. So, uh, to me, the bear has always been uh, the restaurant itself. The restaurant itself is the bear, right? He's he... unleashing the new the but bear. He... They literally say they don't. To anybody who's like a season two coming, I'm like, they literally say the bear coming soon. And like, it's got the viewership numbers. It's happening. No, but one sec. I mean, I think he just did something. Uh, we don't really know the brother's story in terms of how he got into the to the drugs and how he got into the depression. How no, he was so depressed, know. right? But to me, the bear has always been like, this restaurant's a curse. No one can succeed in this place. Your brother, 25 years he's put into this and nothing. Right? You know, his sister said the same thing. No one's asking you to do anything here. Yeah. Because we know it's impossible. It is impossible to be successful. They're literally just like, you let let me pay. Even though you Cicero. owe me. Cicero. Cicero's like, I don't care that you owe me three grand. Just sell me the place. I'll pay you for the place. That's the way. It was never like, he was like, if you sell me the place, we'll forget about the three Gs. Listen, I get it though. I, I mean, the 300 Gs. Listen, big, big spoiler here. I get it. If a guy like Bernthal, who plays Michael. Yeah, 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 yeah. If a guy like Bernthal is a part of the community, like. Everybody's liking him. No he wants to borrow three, 300 Gs. He could borrow 300 Gs. God, when I saw Bernthal come up on the screen in the very first second of episode six, I screamed. First thing I did, I paused and I was like, oh, shit. This is John Bernthal entering my already favorite show of the year. Like, I didn't realize he could go to, like, another level, but it did. Bernthal just... He's making a little. Uh, yeah. He's making. I don't even know what the fuck he was making. So something Italian. Something all, some know. pork Italian dish, brajol. I don't know what he was making. Brajol. No, uh, but Alex was he throwing in the gabagool? No, but him in this show, he he adds so much weight to it because he's Bernthal. When the second he showed up, I was like, Bernthal. Bernthal just knows when something's good. Bernthal's like, yeah, the bear's gonna be a massive hit. Of course. Of course, I want to be the very last shot of your when show. When that last shot comes on, the, the counting... Uh, let me get the... I know the Counting Crows song. I wrote it down because uh, I really love that song. Like, it, Have I, You Seen Me Lately by Counting Crows. Just, that song comes on, the needle drop. 
his face and he just smiles at Carmi. You're like, just like, what? They're like, oh my God, he's... He, he got over it. That's like the most emotional well, unpacking I've ever seen done well, on Well, screen. this whole season, I'm like, Yo, what's in the letter? And it's just like... Let it rip. Let it rip. And he gives him the fucking tomato sauce. Because I was worried the whole time. Like, what is this letter going to be? How are they going to show it? We don't know what Michael looks like. We know what Michael looks like. And then is Bernthal going to be reading this letter out loud? Are they going to have some really stupid writing down scene with yeah. Bernthal voiceover? I'm like, no. It's... They literally hired him for that one scene. It's and one scene, and his his face does so much to a role. Yeah. What his face, it, it's it's amazing. Look, it, it's let it rip. Here's the family cooking recipe on the back. And his face just like dancing with the Counting Crow song at the end. I haven't, there's, it's the best ending to a show. I probably, yeah. it's a, it's a top three ending to a show. What do, what do we got? What, what's your, what's your, what's your favorite endings? To a show? Yeah. Breaking Bad, gotta be up there, top one. Breaking Num- Bad. Number one. Ooh, favorite endings to a show that's so hard. Uh, you know, you know, you know what a show that ending really, really gets me is the leftovers. I, I leftovers doesn't get me. I, I fucking love the end of the leftovers. It, it just, but it shows so oh, much. Oh, oh, to me, like probably the best, uh, one of the best series finales of all time is the Good Place. The Good Place, but the, uh, yeah, fine, the Good Place, fine. But the ending, I'm saying the ending of the Good Place is good. It leaves you in a place where you're like, fuck. Yeah, that's what did I just watch? That is that good? Yeah. Like, no, no, no. I'm trying to think of like a last shot in a show. Because shows are so hard. The whole thing is, you know, they, they leave you in places where you're like, yo, what happens next? It took me to the rewatch, but Mad Men, Mad Men, Mad Men, definitely. That last, what's the last, oh yeah, oh yeah. No, when, that, they have the Coke commercial. You know, because you're the whole, ep- whole last episode of Mad Men, you're like, oh, we're with these characters we've never met before. Don Draper's in a setting we've never met before. And this is how you're going to end it? And they're like, no, no, no. This is not the end of Don Draper. This is just the beginning. Right, right, right. Exactly. <laughs> that That's what like, well, is so well, remarkable. Also, you know, The Sopranos, one of the greatest endings Don't, of all time. Not a huge fan of the ending. No, but 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 it's like, it's just, it's so well known. It's just It's well known, but it's not, ama- I don't think it's amazing. People love it or hate it. You know, it's People so love, people, I think more people like dislike it. Than well, like no, it. that's the thing. You know, when it first came out, it was like super hated. Now I feel like it's like, it's mixed. Well, what, what's your actual what's your actual opinion on it though? You know the whole thing of like when I hear David Chase talk about, it, I actually kind of fucks with it because he, he wants to he, he wants just, people to be annoyed. By the way, yeah, 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 yeah. He wants you to be like, yo, wait, what just happened? Like, how the how did my favorite show, if not my favorite show of all time, just end? Like, because that at the time there had never been Listen, a better. If show. I was that age, that would be my absolute favorite I, favorite thing ever. And I'd be like, wait, what happened? What, what happened to Tony? Where it happened? And I, I, I actually kind of did it. I dig it because I, you know, it really it defi- it helped define the show. It helped define. It's not one of my favorite endings of all time. It's not even close. It doesn't even break the top five probably. Like favorite ending. Like what? My favorite. One of my favorite last episodes, as I already said, is the Good Place. But it's got. I think Breaking Bad up there number one. Uh, I th- Breaking Bad just you know it's him that's dying in the meth lab no, but I'm saying doing what, what, what makes this show so good is that it, you really it, until the last shot you're like you didn't realize how much the show is just him getting over his brother no, yeah but you don't yeah you, you don't realize I don't realize the point to the bear until the last shot I don't realize how how bad he had it right you're in his head a little bit he gave that monologue at the beginning of the eighth episode but at the same time you're like how bad is this guy reeling we never see him do drugs we never see him drink Right, he just has a problem with in the kitchen, right? But yeah. that would make sense. Sydney has that issue as well. But you just see his face. He looks over. You know, they play the needle job. It gets me every time. I've seen it at least at least twenty times. Yeah. So also the music in this in this whole thing. Also the Chicago song is great in episode seven. 
Like, meet me in Chicago. Great, great just Chicago ambiance going on on this thing. Yeah, it's just... I, uh, I hope in future seasons I get to see a bit more of, like, the people coming in to eat in the restaurant. So my, so my main thing about season two is that, uh, first of all, I don't necessarily need it to happen. If, the, if it was just season one, I'd be happy. Uh, listen, I'd rather them do nothing than make something subpar to compare to what we have right now. Well, the question is really this. That? I really think, because I think all the actors would obviously come back. Because here's the thing. This show was made in, over over the winter, the show was made. And it came out in the summer. It took them, they filmed the show in two months. Yeah, when, they filmed the pilot in six in six days. And then they did the, the remaining seven episodes in um, in two months. Right. Uh, Christopher Storer. Yeah. It's, it's, his, it's his show. And if Rami, he, it, it's like Rami alum, he did, yeah. he's pretty much worked with Bo Burnham his entire career. Well, he was like, he was, he was a part of season one of Rami, but season two, he took over as he like the guy. He was EP in season Yo, two. No, no, but also like he directed the first two episodes in the finale. He, if you got a guy who's directing the beginning and end of your show, he's the and big guy. And that's season two finale. My God. Oh, also first two episodes of Rami. Great. No, I agree. I agree. I agree. He's also been with Bo Burnham his pretty much his entire career and he was heavily involved with Dickinson and also part of the show is Maddie Matheson, who plays Fack, right? He uh, he's an actual chef. People know him. He's Maddie who Madison. actually uh, deals with substance abuse. Yeah. So apparently he he was a big part help yeah. by that. He's one of those guys like Artie Lang, like you know, who just like I'm the only dude who never got thin off coke. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't understand. How, I get, honestly I do get how that happens. But how did the show get made? Let's go really fast. Uh, store sent actors to train at world class restaurants like. Uh, I can't even pronounce their names. Pasjoli, Kumiko, the Hart Bargari in Copenhagen. Store's sister was actually a former culinary director of L.A. It's a huge place, John and Vinny's. I've never heard about it. It's shot in Chicago, where the real beef homeland is. And you really can tell this is Chicago, right? It's got a distinctly different feel from New York and Boston, where you usually see L.A. Yeah. and everything else. And I feel like we don't get a lot of stuff in Boston. Like, when's the last big thing in Chicago? We had Shameless, this, Untouchables. What else? There's like, not a lot of Chicago stuff. I named you the three the, the three huge things. I didn't even think. And you, you threw in Untouchables. Because like, it's yeah. 30s. Because it's 30s. Well, like, well, Cicero's well, the last mobster since... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's the last guy since... Uh, since uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> That's hysterical. Since, since Capone. Since Capone. Since Capone, yeah. Uh, one other guy that kind of embodies the, uh, the Chicagoan environment. Richie Jeremovich. Eben Moss, you know... Uh, Cuz... Backrack cousin, who's not Roman. actually related. I'm always wrong. He's not actually no, related. No, it's not actually his cousin. No, wait, he just calls him cousin. Wait, wait. So, like, this guy is, like, uh, I was hearing them talk on the, on the podcast to watch, and they're like, has this guy just been sitting back watching every other actor? Just, like, just just wait. Just wait for my time. I'm going to come in. I'm going to show you guys. I'm just as good as any of you. I only thing I really knew him for before this is he was on um, the, dropout. the Girls. He was on Girls. He played Desi and the Girls. It was like Desi and the Girls. Marnie's uh, crazy boyfriend. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he but, was uh, Carrie Hu on Dropout. He actually did, he did such a good job on the Dropout. He was actually. really good. In, remember, he was in the room with Red Foreman. And, yeah, and they were they were and going back like, and forth. He was, like, he was like, he was like, just answer my questions. Come on, yeah. like would, I would not back down for anything. No, no, the great is the chemistry he also had with that other chick. He was like, he was like, oh, with his editor, yeah, yeah. They were like, they were like did, did they just say what I think they said? She's like, I think we got a story on our hands. Definitely check out the dropout too. So let's see. I think we did a pretty good dropout pod ourselves. Yeah, I think so. I think so too. So he's done a bunch of things. Uh, he was uh, John Adams. He was John Quincy Adams in that John Adams show. He he was a big in damages for a season. He was he was a last ship alum. 
We talked girls. He did drop out, and now he's in the bear. And I think he's involved in a big movie coming out at the end of this year as well. He is. Yeah, I think his his twenty twenty uh his twenty twenty two is as good as anybody's. I think so far. Yeah, drop out. Oh, he's good. The bear. Two of my favorite shows of the year. Probably both of them will make my top seven. Um, I'm maybe maybe top seven at the end of the year. We'll see. Uh, but he's been around. He's had some success. He's uh, he's more than a, I think he's more than a that guy at this point. What do you think? What's his name? Evan Moss Bacharach. If I remember that name, I, I'm gonna remember time, it. Though. And, uh, if I remember Evan Moss, next time I see him, then he's not a that guy anymore. And you're right. But he he uh, it really comes down to that. Do I remember their name? He's really good at showing the transition of the neighborhood. He's in your face. He's rough. He's an attitude. He's a coke dealer. I know. I love that. How they're like, it's like episode four or five when they're like, you know, how do you think we got through COVID? Yeah, but it also shows you like a side of America where people are like, no, no, I'm not a big time dealer just because I deal a little coke. I just, I just deal some coke. You no, know, like I have a few friends that do coke and I sell them some coke. Yeah, yeah. It's not the right thing to do. I'm not saying it is, but we, I'm not a guy who sells pounds of coke. Like not everybody does that. And whatever, like, I'm not saying selling Coke is good, but there's a difference between a big-time seller and a guy who just sells a little bit of Coke yeah. in there. And I feel like TV just has a hard time distinguishing that. It's a really hard time distinguishing that. Right, whatever. But. All right, um, all right so up? now I want to talk about the tomato sauce. Uh, the KBL. Right. Why, why was it KBL? I don't know. First of all, I didn't realize this until I went back because I rewatched the pilot. He's about to open up the tomato sauce at the, at the end of the pilot, and instead he throws it in the trash can. Because Richie's like, yo, make the fucking sauce, right? It's good. People like it. Yeah. If only he had made that if sauce. only he had made this sauce. No, no, because he needed to get over his brother's death. So it, it's good that we, we wait. Like, the if you actually look at the plot, we're just waiting to cook some sauce. You know yeah. what I mean? And it, it's amazing. Yeah, 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 you're just like, just make the fucking sauce. If you look at the end of the last episode, too, he does such a simple trick that people don't do because it's a kitchen trick, right? Where he takes the spoon to open the, the can where people would just break it open with their hand. But it's dangerous because you can cut yourself. But he uses a spoon because he's a chef. He's worked in a restaurant his entire life. I don't know. That little scene was just like, wow. Well, I, I know the actor, he made a big deal to like go into a bunch of kitchens. No, no. To, to Store sent them to the greatest kitchens on the planet. He, they, they trained for two months. Yeah. And his wife worked at a, a huge restaurant in, uh, in L.A. Yeah. So that's awesome. Let's go into. Oh, uh, wait. So is there only th- third? Is there three hundred thousand in there? Is there more? This, this is the season two. This actually, but let's let's talk about that for a sec. So he took all the money that Cicero gave him and put him in jars. So I'm saying is for he, what purpose? No, no, no. So I'm saying is this now? Is there now just like enough money to pay off Cicero? So I think they pay off Cicero, and now they can actually start out clean on their own, and they can take out a loan, and they can be successful. Because like the way they were talking, though, it was like. We're going to spend this money on a restaurant. Now, uh, so they can either just spend on a restaurant and pay back Cicero. And they can just be like, yo, sis, we still owe you some some cash. No, no. So I think they just pay off Cicero and just get a loan. That's what that would make more sense. See, but why take out the money from Cicero to begin with? That's that's like the biggest question of the show. Well, you're supposed to believe the guy was going through some real issues mentally. And I like that they never show him that because John Bernthal would be great being a drug addict, by the way. But but John John Bernthal just being the best guy in the room, everybody loves him. He he could be Shane in The Walking Dead, he can be he could be Michael in The Bear, and you'll love him either way, because he's John fucking Bernthal. What do you think? Top five actor working today? Yeah, top five. Top, top five, five actor. Top five actor working right now. He's he's in that uh, like he's just at least we're down in twenty twenty one because that's twenty twenty two. That's all I have to compare him from. Uh, you know you got to judge everybody on their years. Right now, this is, I don't mean I don't, I mean of the last like 
like four or five years though. I'm talking about like. Well, give me another guy who. Do you okay, mean? I'm just talking. Yeah, fine. You're right. Of this year. Of this year. Of this year. Yeah, because it's like it's all because he just fucking killed it in a Wheel in the City, which I keep waiting for you to finish. Alex. I just I just, I just started last night again. All right, there's a lot of shows. Uh, 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 what episode did you get up to? I'm like halfway through episode three. Such a good show. It's a very Alex. good show. I'm not disagreeing. It's just not. It's not my pace. So I've, I'm taking my time with it a little bit. Once you get into the binge of it, you're just you, you just gotta go full on. Let's get into season two. First of all, my big question at the end of it was like, should there be season two? We talked about it a few minutes ago. I've I've made it very clear. If if you got a good story and, and you can keep that emotional weight coming, because the huge emotional weight of season one is done. By TV logic, he solved of all his problems. Alex, what? It literally ends with like one of the last shots of this show. So if is you saw a movie, if you saw a movie that had the same premise, you're like, you know, I don't need a sequel. You'd say that exact thing. Yeah, but it's a show. It's a show. Great. I, I want four more hours with these characters more than anybody. I, I, believe me when I say that. But what is it going to look like? Right? Family style. Two Alex, I, I think you just have a little bit less of the, you know, my like my brother being dead bit, and there's more on the actual kitchen. I want more Michael, though. <laughs> We're not oh, Alex, Alex, they just, out of nowhere, they just pull us, and they just give us a Michael up. They're, just They're like, not doing that. So that goes into my thing. Well, first of all, the new restaurant, they said family style, two tops, booths, Danish design, tasting menu at the bar, window at the side for sandwiches. That sounds great. It so- also sounds go. like just too much to me. Nah, 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 nah. Like, what are they going for? They're like, upscale diner? They're doing it all, Alex. That's what I'm saying. They're doing it all. Does this display, like... They're saying... What you want, we take care of it. We, we got everything. So I'm well, so this goes into my whole thing. So TV, prestige TV, I feel like goes in two different rounds for the season two. We have a long series plan, or we go less linear. We focus on singular characters and what they're up to. I, I think this show could definitely go down the like, you know, let's POV up the episodes, especially start to use because the supporting cast around the show is actually aces. But do you want to see a show where we kind of meander a little bit? We 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 maybe culminate right at the end, but you know, we don't have a singular thing that we're all striving to do. Eh, it was kind of this season, to be honest, a little bit. Which which thing was that? Which was well, yeah, with a little bit of the meandering, and we kind no, of no, no. But I mean, like, we're not having those those POV apps. That's what I'm saying. We may have some POV, POV teasers, but not POV apps. I don't know. I think I I could I could rock with some POV apps. My thing is, you know, whatever Christopher Store wants to do. My, my big thing is, this. Christopher Store is like, I got his second season in me. Let's rock and roll. If he's gone, I'm gone. He's gone, I'm gone. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Fine. Uh, let's see. What do you think? What do you think? Multiple season plot going forward? Do you think he has anything in general? Like I, th- I thought like when the show ended, I'm like, yo, they could do definitely a three season plan. I would do like, you know, what is that three season, season plan though? Like, no, 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 no. I'm what's telling, the goal I'm, tell- I'm, tell- I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah. Season one, season one was you know the, sh- the place is crap. Was- season two, they're this new up and comer. Well, season one's by, a prologue. By, yeah. by, by end of se- by end of season two, they get like a Michelin star. They become it, and then season three is like we're a Michelin star restaurant. How high can how how long can we get the top? Can we do what they do in Burnt, where like Michelle out of nowhere is just like this is for France, yeah, <laughs> which is the stoop the worst writing I've ever seen in in all of TV in all of movies, where a guy who gave no hints to doing anything wrong is all of a sudden just like hey, I'm gonna get back at you for that thing I said I was over. I never but, forgot. Never forgot. Bert, watch that movie. It's amazing. It's another cooking movie. Uh, this is my biggest question, though. Will they, won't they? Donut boy, Marcus. my The most annoying character in all of TV. Sydney and Carmen. Do you think there's a thing going on there? Because I saw that a little bit. I think Sydney, I think Marcus likes Sydney. 
Yeah. But yeah, I think yeah, yeah. but I think Sydney likes Carmen. That's that's where the, the three things. No, I think there's more of a perfect just a professional But this is TV. No, I know, but that doesn't it's this really doesn't seem like that's really the direction they're going with the show. It seemed much more professional. It was like mentor mentee. I don't think Sydney does anything. I just think she's gonna like him, but Marcus is gonna like her. No, I think she likes Marcus. I think she does like Marcus. Mm, I don't think she likes him like that though. I think she likes him. Not like that. It's more of a friendship thing. How does Marcus think that he's in the right at all for calling? Oh, he's so wrong. He, they're all working hard because their business is about to go under. Marcus is like, hey, bro, I got this fucking donut. And you want to call Carmen an asshole for smushing your donut? Yeah, no. Nah, I, 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 I am not rocking with Marcus. I'm okay with Marcus if he got fired. But, but right I'm also going to say this. One of my favorite shots is at that end of the one shot up when he just like picks, he picks the donut up off the floor and he's like, fuck, that's good. He's like, you see it on his face and he's like, oh, fuck. Fuck. He's like fucking Gollum looking at the ring with that donut. Like he's it's like, the same thing. He's like, he's like. Have you ever been more annoyed with a TV character than that moment, though? Oh, definitely. Like what? I'm I'm trying to think of something I've shot. For my me, head. never. In my entire life, I've ever been more annoyed with a TV character than like. Hey, like, bro, uh, you suck at life. Well, I, I will be honest. What's like, up? like, like, uh, let's bring this to the office. You know, if somebody stole my desk and it's like I'm making mega desk, I'm like. My guy, like, I need my fucking No, but I was, I was actually annoyed. I was like, why am I watching this shit? This is a pissing me off. Like, to that level. Have you ever seen something like that? No, it wasn't like... It, didn't piss, it pissed you off a lot more than pissed, pissed me, me off. off. A lot. I was like, this guy's just a fucking idiot, though. Just yeah, like... But, like, next level idiot. They don't teach that level of idiot anywhere. They you really can't, don't. They you don't. can't learn that. He was born with that being an asshole. All right. Let's see. Uh, what else do we got? Can we add new characters? I mean, look, the restaurant's small. Kitchens are not something you have ninety people working. And how many new characters can we add to the show? Always have room for new characters. Right, I think. I don't. But I think also should... like wait staff. No, but I'm saying the bus boys. Like we could build off those. I'm also saying wait staff. You can add. I mean, Rich. You don't think Rich is going to be waiting tables? No, I love how he's like. Uh, when, when what's her name's kid comes to visit in episode. Six. You're not ready for this. It's like you're. I'm like. I'm like. This is probably the easiest part of the whole fucking thing. No, dealing with those guys though is probably mad annoying. Yeah, 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 it probably is. Also, like, you know, they'll try to be like, "Hey, you, you, I gave you a twenty. It's like you only gave me a ten. Yeah, I definitely gave you a twenty. I've, I've done cashier's work. That. Yeah, I've done, I've, I've I've done cashier. Yeah, work. you know, you Alex. Anybody at Yankee Stadium ever being like, uh, you know, I think I gave you a hundred. You're like, you. I, Definitely. We don't do cash anymore, thank God. Uh, when, when you were doing cash, though. Was, oh, you, it just took so much longer to get people off the line because you have to give change and everything. No, but were anybody ever trying to screw with you like that? Like, I think I gave you more. Yeah, one one dude tried to screw with us one day. I was in. They're, they're pretty good over at Yankee Stadium. We're, we're pretty good at being like, hey, bro, you suck at life. You know, I don't know. We're, we're pretty dicky sometimes. But <laughs> my, the last thing I had in the notes was Sister on the Mob, but we already said that. So I think we're good to go. Um, this has been The Bear on the Afternoon Nap Podcast. Uh, check us out on all socials. Um, our next show, we're still figuring it out. What our next show is going to be? TBA for uh for next week's for next. Oh, week's. I, I no, I'm doing Stranger Things. No, but that we'll do a pod between Stranger Things and this pod. Okay, yeah, except uh, but coming down the pipeline, Stranger Things, the boys, the boys. The boys.